All right, Aaron, in three talks. Well, welcome in three talks. Well, wonderful. So uh, you just came back uh, about a week ago from Afrotech. Tell us a little bit about your experience and what have you learned? I learned that there are a lot of black millennials in tech. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was a, it was a, um, it was a good event. It was good. To, I think they said they had over 10,000 um, black folks that are associated with the tech industry that came out to the event. Or there were decent panels, um, a lot of recruiting. So there's a lot of recruiting. Also, it seems like they're kind of zeroing in heavily on their uh, market, which are millennials. And I think that, um, you know, like I said, I, th I, I think it was a great event. It's good to see that we are, that we're able to get that many black folks in tech to come to one place to focus on tech, learn about tech, find jobs in tech, um, get the tech companies come out to kind of represent them. But um, I think, as I stated earlier, that we need, there's still room for more. So like there was, um, the folks who started Black Tech Week in Miami have now expanded out. So they did a Black Tech Weekend in Tulsa. Why do I always get that wrong? Tulsa? Is it Tulsa, Oklahoma? Tulsa. 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 Yeah, they did a Black Tech Weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I heard that they also did one in Kansas City. So it's good to see that there are events that, like that that are continuing going on. What I don't want us to see is that, you know, black folks only have one thing. Mm -hmm. right? You have Afrotech, be happy. Right, right, right. It's like there's plenty of room um, to reach other segments of the market. Um, you know, kind of dig deeper on some things, maybe dig deeper on tech. You know, why can't it be a black developers conference? Mm -hmm. You know, dig deeper on just pure entrepreneurship. Um, you know, that, that's what I'm hopeful to see in the coming years. So you said uh, one thing that you've noticed is that there are a lot of millennials in tech. Um, no, I believe that that's who Afrotech targets. Okay, so it's not necessarily the... I mean, you go to it, it's like if I go to a kid's baby shower, I expect to see a lot women of with better babies. Yes. Right? So you if I go to, to a, a um, an event focused on black millennials, I expect to see a lot of black millennials. But from your past experience, because this is not your first time. You've no, been... this is the second time. And I had always kind of wondered about that, but I, I think I mentioned to you when I came back and I started doing some more research and reading on it. I mean, if you read, I don't want to say the fine print, but mm -hmm. if you read deeper, they say clearly this is targeted. Afrotech is... Blavity, mm -hmm. parent company, their focus is on black millennials, period. So, okay. so you, you get what you get. As they said to kids, you get what you get, you don't get upset. Okay. <laughs> right? I like that. So I that's like what that. it is. So, so that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I think, it, I think it's good because why does there have to be one size fits all? Mm -hmm. It's not that for any other community. So why can't there be an event purely for black millennials, right? Right. But what I'm saying is that I hope that we don't say, well, there's okay. Afrotech, mm -hmm. right? What that means is there's room for other folks to have other sorts of programming, other sorts of events. We shouldn't have to wait once a year to get 10,000 black people in one place to talk about technology and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But here's a, so uh, a little bit of, so there's Generation X and Generation mm -hmm. Y for the mm -hmm. generations that are such millennials. Um, so what do you, what's your perspective about the forgotten then? Be because Generation X and Y uh, or baby boomers, for that matter, are not in that equation. I mean, I think that there's something to learn by what they've done with Blavity, mm -hmm. right? And say the same way how they're kind of laser focused on that segment of the market, right? Like I said, there's room for other folks to be laser focused on other segments of the market, right? Mm -hmm. So would you say that 
there is a need for the generated targeted. I, I, I believe there's a need for more targeted programming. Okay. Because I mean, anyone who's been to Afrotech, like the recruiting hall is a huge part of it, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, I expect a fair bit of their um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sponsorship dollars is, is coming from their recruiting hall. Mm -hmm. These tech firms want to build their email list of, you know, black tech folks. Mm -hmm. um, but what if I'm what if I'm not looking for a job? Right. Right. So, can there be programming for black entrepreneurs who aren't looking for a job to go someplace? I'm and, going to talk a little bit about you know really why did I go to Afrotech? So, which panels you have thought of going? None. Why? Two reasons: A, I didn't have a ticket. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> And B, I will be frank with you, my purpose of going to Afrotech was to meet with other people who mm -hmm. I knew were going to be at Afrotech. Oh, I see. So similar to how a lot of people go to South by Southwest mm -hmm. because they know a lot of people are going to be there and they can yeah. take a lot of meetings when they're there. That's what I did with Afrotech. Okay. So it's more from a networking perspective. For me, it was from a networking because I'm not a millennial. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> right. So I knew it wasn't really targeting for me. So you talked... Talking a bit about uh, creating demand for tech skilled individuals in reference to Africa. So it's a lot of recruitment. So you, you see where the future written in code program fits into this whole something that you've been developing for the last X amount of years. Uh, there's a demand for tech skilled individuals. Yes, there's definitely demand demand for tech skilled individuals. Um, it, it's funny. I was reading a, blo a blog a tweet this morning. Um, that was talking specifically about like where do you go it started out as a tech talk right someone tweeted there's a huge commitment to be successful in the tech industry right mm -hmm. but as you're first coming into the industry like where do you go to learn am i making sense no. so i go to college get my computer science degree mm -hmm. i get a job at a tech firm mm -hmm. right where am I, to be to get ahead in your career or even to just tread water, you have to almost constantly be learning. Yes. Right? Yes. Where do you do that? You have you can go through the so called boot camps and so on and so forth. I have a job now. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm a black kid, mm -hmm. got to a decent college, managed to get my job at Facebook. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's a dog eat dog world. I gotta keep learning. Mm -hmm. I gotta stay advanced, right? Where do I go to get that support? If I right. can't find that support mentorship at work, mm -hmm. where do I go? Where do I go that I can make mistakes and struggle and learn? Like, where do I go? And this is why you've, you know, I know you have had those uh, hackathons, meetups. Mm -hmm. uh, you have had these. Um, do you believe that they have enough of them uh, on the uh, side or not? I, I believe that there, there needs to be, first of all, people need to acknowledge that there are gaps, mm -hmm. right? And then figure out how do we address the gap. I think the biggest problem now is just acknowledging that there's a gap, mm -hmm. right? So if if we accept that there are not a lot of people of color, women, whatever, well, we'll just focus on people of color today. Yeah. It senior level positions in tech organizations, mm -hmm. right? And if I get into a tech organization and I'm looking for mentorship, I'm looking for support, I'm looking for training, where am I looking for it from? Like, where am I going to get it from? Yeah, you would expect that you would get it either from a training, uh, you get, to, you know, some HR, comp some companies 
through their HR, they have this training, they can pay for your training mm. and go to, to some kind of after work right. type of training programs and so on. Um, but the numbers show mm -hmm. that, A, they're barely moving the needle on these hires that come in. Mm -hmm. And they also show that on the back end, they're having challenges with retention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that we talked about at some point, I'm not sure uh, it's... Um, there was an organization you're talking about the boot camp that uh, or some kind of a course that you had to take and they charged fifteen thousand dollars but mm. you had to quit your job and it was an interesting point that you made which was um black the black community cannot afford to pay fifteen thousand dollars plus not get paid so not generate any revenue right. and then commit to three months to six months right. so talk to us yes but here's what i do want i don't want to generalize and say everybody black doesn't have no no, no of course not we're not right? talking absolute terms right interesting point on that when i was out in la i met with daniel cry and we were talking specifically about um he works at usc in their entrepreneurship program and we were talking about getting people of color to come to events and mm -hmm. charging and money and he made a good point he articulated much more clearly than I normally do. He said that that black dollar is probably worth more than the white dollar, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because what it took to get it, mm -hmm. what it takes to hold on to it, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So when you're asking me as a black man to give you $5 to come to your tech event, mm -hmm. to that, it's probably worth more than $5, yes. right? Yeah. So... If you know that there's a gap between the needs for some diverse entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and you know programming costs money, right? How we got to this conversation, we were talking about that the time and energy that it takes to build the trust in the community to get them to give you your dollar, mm -hmm. to help them make that dollar worth more than a dollar, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so if you take that and you roll it back to um, these technology training programs that cost $15,000 to go to, right? Mm -hmm. um, yes, there's some, because someone will say, well, there's scholarships, there's grants, yes. But let's just take all that out of play because everyone's not getting those, right? right? right. And it's the, a, time it the, takes. the time it takes, the $15,000 I'm spending, the lost income, and what it, it probably costs me to just come up with the $15,000, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then also, I don't have any kids. I don't have any family obligations. I don't have, I can completely focus 100% of my time on this technology training. Mm. Yeah. When I was out in LA, uh, I was out there because I got invited to take part in uh, Techstars Startup Weekend South Central. Just sharing some thoughts on that experience and what I got out of it. Uh, it was a pretty interesting event. They kind of carted me in and out because I was a judge, so they didn't want me to be around the. Um, the participants too often i think altogether about eight or nine companies um it was an interesting turnout a couple of things i noticed um the pretty much every everyone that showed up like they they came to play right mm. so i've been to a lot of uh, hackathons or, or these type of weekends and usually it starts off heavy the first day the first night, and then by the second day, it's kind of thinned out. Right, right. Um, no, everybody who, pretty much everyone who came the first night stayed all the way through. So that was pretty impressive. Um, I also like they added some things to the mix where they did lunch and learns on Saturday, and then they did another lunch and learn on Sunday where they brought in panelists to talk about. So, like, I was on a panel that spoke about um, incubators, accelerators, and co working spaces and the value that they had to the community 
They had another panel that spoke about uh, raising capital. So they added some educational stuff along along with the program. So it, it was pretty impressive. So just in terms of going back a little bit of your panel about incubators and entrepreneurship, uh, can you give us just a highlight of what your uh, delivery was? What was your message? My message was really around creating spaces. It actually ties into what I was talking about earlier. Creating spaces for entrepreneurs to kind of get this additional skills that they need mm -hmm. and and also the support that they need to be successful to graduate to another program. That's kind of the space that we play in. Right? For, I mean, someone used the term kind of like a pre-accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure that when the entrepreneurs are trying to raise money or trying to get into a Techstars or to another program that they can check all the boxes, that they're not going to walk into the room and have an interview or have an application to fill out or have some process and not, and this be like the first time they see a question, mm -hmm. right? Right, right. Or the first time someone's asking them for something that all these other organizations are expecting them to know already. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's the space that we play in. And so there was one organization, Grid, Grid 110, um, which the woman who founded told me that they started out with um, private money initially, and then after a, a couple of successful cohorts, they ended up getting money for the mayor's office that now funds the whole program. Mm. And they have their program split into ideation, or yeah, ideation, and then like companies that also have traction. So they have two separate programs. Sharing some uh, overall general thoughts on Los Angeles kind of what are some of the differences, just in my opinion, between the ecosystem in Los Angeles and the ecosystem here in DC? Um, there see, first of all, well, people say Los Angeles is bigger. There seem to be more players in the space trying to create spaces specifically focused on diverse entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. right? Um, how do I say this in a way? <laughs> uh, in a sanitized way. In a sanitized way. Yeah. Two things that are, it was interesting in perspective that they had on DC mm -hmm. and how they saw DC. How did they see DC? Um, they saw the ecosystem as more mature than it is. Oh, interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. um, like I was, like, it was interesting when I spoke to the woman who runs Grid 110. I mean, I think she said they've been going for like six years. Mm -hmm. Right? So Grid 110's been out there for six years. And she says we don't target specifically black and brown or women or whatever, but that's what ends up coming through the door. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of a program that's been running that long here in D.C., funded by the mayor's office, intentionally focused on <laughs> ideation and entrepreneurial attraction that's free. Right. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and that's just one program mm -hmm. that... that uh, that, that they had there. Um, as for spaces, there's Vector 90. That's a space, as we know, where we're, we're, um, we're trying to get a partnership. Another gentleman is about to build a 15,000 square foot space. Um, the woman who runs um, Grid 110 mentioned that uh, the mayor's office, along with Best Buy and someone else is about to open up a 10,000 foot space. Like These are all spaces that are in like Compton and South Central, right? So they're like specifically you know, focused on trying to bring some programming into those communities. Uh, interesting dichotomy. So I was in South Central and Compton, and then I spent, went down to Santa Monica for a while, mm. right? Big difference. Big, 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 big <laughs> difference. Um, and then I also spent some time downtown in L.A., which also was kind of interesting. A, 
I'm surprised how much empty real estate there is downtown LA. Mm. Yeah, I, I was that that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Um, and I know what they're trying to do is figure out how to get companies that come back into downtown LA because mm -hmm. a lot of the companies are kind of moving. You know, I'd sorry. rather be in Santa Monica or something like, <laughs> than be be down there. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. People come ask me like, "Why are you here? Why are you here?" Um, and then when I, I was very frank, I was like, "There's um, about capital, right?" Mm -hmm. So. If we think about where people of color are and where money is in our community, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's in entertainment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's so entertainment, music, all that stuff. Yeah. There's money there. Yeah. Um, Sport. And sports. Yeah. yeah. Right? So <laughs> you mix entertainment, you mix sports, and you mix technology, there's opportunity for dollars, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is, I love DC, this is my home, I've been here, but it's just a different kind of risk kind of level that folks here versus folks there have. I listened to actually Michael Seibel from Y Combinator. Um, he did like this short video on YouTube I just watched on Saturday and he made a good point. He said, the difference between pitching for money in a place like DC versus pitching, he didn't mention DC, he said communities outside of the valley, mm -hmm. right? He said, investors in the valley have missed big wins. Right? Mm. So they have the fear of missing out. Right? right? <laughs> so if you pitch to them, mm. in their mind, they have to think, hey, I missed out on this other deal because I didn't dig deep enough or I didn't kind of look beyond kind of just what was presented to me to see the real opportunity. Mm -hmm. As opposed to these other ecosystems where they haven't spent a lot of money, so they haven't missed a lot of big deals, they're just going to look a lot harder at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I never thought about it that way, but he's right. Yeah. Another way to look at it is if you if if you if you just haven't been writing checks, mm -hmm. writing that first or second or third checks going to be really hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's right. That's very right. <laughs> and it's funny because one of the things that you mentioned, uh, you had you had noticed that there are a lot of D.C. folks in Canada. Yes. Uh, I mean, right? there was a first of all, shout out to all of the Howard folks. I, I think I met with like five Howard students that I had worked with these Reddit interns or through the work we did here at I had three all took time to meet with me all you know were, were very helpful trying to introduce me to other people so that, mm. that was pretty amazing um, so yeah so why do you think they have moved I think you just move for opportunity right there's just I, mean, I think that there's opportunity there's specific types of opportunities that exist in LA mm -hmm. and a specific opportunity types of opportunities that exist here in DC what are the opportunities in DC I think that if you're interested in things like entertainment, mm -hmm. I think if you're interested in more consumer-focused products, um, I think if you're interested in gaming and esports, which is a big part of what we're trying to do, mm -hmm. I mean, those are things that I think you're going to have a higher likelihood of finding uh, like-minded individuals mm -hmm. and potential investors than you would find here in D.C. Gotcha. And uh, hence, uh, just to give us, a, as we conclude, uh, Future Written and Code is... Future written code is, is a, just give us a little bit. A future written code means. is a technology programming that technology program that we offer to try to make sure underrepresented. And I'm going to remember the new under term. Um, <laughs> get access and opportunity. And it's not just a uh, game. It's not just a game. Is our focus on esports and gaming? Growing Glow is about women entrepreneurship programming, and our N3 Labs is focused on um, so tech enabled business boot camp to make sure entrepreneurs that go through. 
uh, our boot camp have access to technical capital. Beautiful. Uh, I know we said we we're going to talk about the gaming uh, since the last podcast. Uh, since but we'll get on it next time. Yes. All right. Thank you. If they want to follow you. Follow me, follow IN3 everywhere. IN3 is IN3DC. And follow Aaron Saunders at Aaron K. Saunders on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you very much.